We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. The Squared Circle Psycho Babble, after about a month and a half hiatus, is finally back. Welcome, everybody, as we predict AEW's Double or Nothing 2021. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, it's been a while. People have been tweeting us, have been commenting on old videos. Where the hell have you guys been? Where are you coming back? Well, here you go. We're back, damn it. We dipped out for a bit. We had to take a break so you could become a father. We had to take a break so we could refuel, kind of reset, take a pause. But if there's one thing that the people like more than anything in pro wrestling, it's a freaking comeback. And like you said, we are back. We are better than ever. And we are right on the heels of Double or Nothing. And I can't freaking wait. I got to admit, Ralph, of all the months to pick to have this hiatus, we picked the wrong damn month because holy shit. The shit hit the fan with pro wrestling news. But, Ralph, what was the most surprising bit of news in this past month uh, that we have not talked about? Oof. Ah, man, there's been quite a bit that has happened. Did something happen yesterday? Something did happen yesterday. I couldn't tell. Could something possibly have shifted the landscape of professional wrestling? I had to quote somebody uh, from the past. I don't know. I... I can't. I just can't tell. It seemed like people were kind of uh, interested in something that may or may not happen. Yes, there was a, a bit of a rumor that was swirled, originally reported by one Dave Meltzer, that said that Nick Khan, not Tony Khan, no relations to Tony, but Nick Khan of WWE was in talks with New Japan Pro Wrestling on having WWE be the exclusive partners of New Japan Pro Wrestling. This, of course, got social media all talking about it. Are things, is this going to happen? Is it good for the pro wrestling industry? Is it bad for the pro wrestling industry? I went to Twitter, and I don't even think I said whether or not it was good or bad. I think I just tweeted out some dream matches, or I retweeted someone's pitch for a match, which was, I believe, G.O.D. versus the Usos, which would be a hell of a New Japan versus WWE match. And I had some people getting back at me saying it was not good for the wrestling industry, you know, whatever it is. But I, I actually think if it were to happen, which it seems like PW Insider saying that it won't happen, um, I thought it would be good for, for New Japan Pro Wrestling and WWE just for the sheer fact that I think they have similar goals. WWE wants to break it to Japan. Uh, New Japan wants to break it to the United States. They're number one in those markets, and that would be the way to go about it. I think a lot of people were a little upset with the exclusive partnership part, but that could be on New Japan asking for the exclusivity, not WWE. We didn't get the full idea on who was pitching it, but who knows? What were your thoughts on that? Oof. Well, it's... uh. Do we really want to get into this right now? Because I think I have a feeling that now that we're already back, I'm going to start pissing people off already. But I guess since I am naturally the heel of the show, why don't we just get into it? I mean, honestly, what did people expect? I know that people want to pretend like, you know, all these wrestling companies are just going to willingly work with one another based on handshake deals. And it's so great and everything. And you know, it's great that Tony Khan is willing to go and work with New Japan Pro Wrestling, but 
Did anybody honestly, and I'm not saying it's a pro, pro or a con or a negative or a positive, did anybody honestly think that Vince McMahon was going to let Tony Khan and his whole cast of characters kind of come into his little backyard and play on a swing set? If no. you're saying yes, you're sadly mistaken. We've said from the beginning that even if it wasn't something that you guys saw on TV, as far as competition, contracts, negotiations between acquiring talent, extending contracts, getting people under contracts for longer periods of time, paying people more money to stay with WWE or go elsewhere. These were all the things that come with another promotion, such as AEW, becoming as successful as it has been. So to think that Vince McMahon was just going to allow them to willingly work back and forth with New Japan Pro Wrestling and there wasn't going to be reaction, I mean, what do we expect here? This is business. This is a pivot by Vince McMahon to try and do what's best for his company that he's tried to build for the past, I don't know, 40 plus years. And I know that may be unpopular to some people, but it's the most realistic take that you're going to hear probably because you have people on social media, you have people on all various types of pro wrestling podcasts that are going to feed you the anti-WWE narrative just mm -hmm. because they know that's what people want to hear. Um, you know, I can't say I'm surprised. I'm not surprised by this. Do I think it's a good or bad thing? I guess we can probably discuss that at some point if it actually happens. That's the biggest thing. This is just a rumor at this point. Right, right. It is just a rumor, and it seems like PW, PW Insider, Mike Johnson, followed up with this, and it seems like the talks were really about Daniel Bryan working New Japan shows, which would be amazing if he, let's say, did the G1, or I think he's a little too heavy now to be in the best of Super Juniors, but some kind of tournament, New Japan Cup, something, would be great. But I understand some people's reluctancy with this and saying that, Oh, Vince doesn't play well with others. He's going to bury the New Japan talent, all this, all that. But I think how Vince books WWE, I don't think you can really equate that to something with a partnership. One, we haven't seen WWE work with a major promotion since probably New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's been a really long time. Triple A, like they used to have guys uh, be surprise entrants in the Royal Rumble. They would have them be, you know, you know, they had the Orient Express in the early 90s, like stuff like that. So ECW, ECW, but like and everyone's like, oh, eventually it's going to lead out to a buyout. I don't think that's oh, the case. Come either. on, come no. on. How far how far ahead are we willing to jump the gun here? That's what I'm saying. I think this was a little bit jumping the gun. Let's not let's pump the brakes a little bit here. But I think this is a new era of WWE at least from a business perspective, especially with this Nick Khan guy. Nick Khan, I think, was hired by Vince McMahon to see the trends of not only wrestling, but in television, and bring WWE to that direction. Okay? Um, and because of that, he's making changes. The Peacock deal. Talking with MLW. Talking with New Japan having these partnerships that WWE would not do anymore. And I understand like people look at what they did with Kenta. Nakamura has not been booked right. Kushida is not on the main roster, although he's probably one of the best booked talents in NXT. Take that for what you will. I don't think that if New Japan worked this deal, they would do it to see Kazuchika Okada get buried or Hiroshi Tanahashi or Tetsuya Naito get buried. <laughs> 
And, and that's the main thing. I mean, you got to understand this. Vince McMahon, if let's let's say hypothetically they they work this out, they're going to have some type of a, a exclusive partnership. Vince McMahon isn't going to have, I would imagine, not have the final final say in the way that these guys are booked. Now, right. all the guys that you just mentioned, Kenta, Kushida, Nakamura, all those guys are under contract with Vince McMahon. Exactly. And as long as they're under contract with Vince, whether we like it or not, he's free to do whatever and book them however that however he sees fit. That's not the same now if you have two companies willingly working together on a partnership. There's probably going to be some give and take. Um, but you know what? At the end of the day, hopefully if this thing does come to fruition, I know everybody wants to focus on the negatives. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some positives to come out of this. Yes. I mean, could you, I mean hypothetically, let's think about this. Let's imagine in a, uh, in a world where you don't even have to get these guys to have a match, but John Moxley is still under some sort of, um, you know, contract with, with New Japan Pro Wrestling as of now, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Could you imagine, they don't have to have a match, just a face-off between Seth and John Moxley. Like if Seth showed up in Japan and just confronted him or a run-in of some sorts, that's what you get. Or you reunite the Shield in New Japan, have that match of the Shield and let's say LIJ or the Empire or uh, members of the Bullet Club, you know? Why can't they do that? And I know some people are going to say with exclusive rights, Moxley won't be able to work New Japan. That's not true because he's under contract with New Japan. And right now it's a date-by-date contract. I understand that. But if it's a New Japan show and New Japan's booking it and they want Moxley on the show... Moxley's on the show. Vince can't be like, no. I mean, Vince can request it and New Japan could oblige. But, you know, there's sometimes like the partners they work with have the final say on things. Like a lot of changes that are happening on the WWE Network because of Peacock. Peacock wants these things. WWE obliges, you know, and sometimes it's the opposite way around. So, but I think... I mean, yes, I think we're talking about hypotheticals at this point. I don't think it's happening. I think Tony Khan commented on it last night on on social media. So uh, it seems like... Hold on like- for a second. I want your thoughts on that promo. I want people's thoughts on that promo in the comments section. I know that I've seen a couple so far in the live chat that people loved it and thought it was hilarious. I I got... I got Eric Bischoff calling out Vince vibes with it. But the difference between Tony Khan and Eric Bischoff is Eric Bischoff what came across as a cocky chauvinistic prick that yes. was believable. Yeah. Tony Khan seems so uncomfortable. Like if he was face to face. So if you had Vince McMahon in his prime, like the Vince, the, the, the Vince that you had during the Attitude Era, face to face with that Tony Khan. And they were shooting and going back and forth promo style. Um, I see Tony Khan like wetting his pants. That's what I envision <laughs> because his his fake tough guy act with his wimpy demeanor of sorts doesn't impress me. It comes across as cringy and desperate. <laughs> and he's acknowledging a rumor. There is no pen to paper yet on this. Right. Like, right. what What are you doing, man? And, right. and that when WWE, it, this is called grandstanding. When WWE goes out of their way to say, there's no war, 
There's no this, there's no that, because they're not acknowledging it. Even though realistically, Triple H, Vince, they all know that, yeah, there's competition there now. Mm-hmm. And re- uh, this is why we're having this conversation. Right. You know, that's that's grandstanding. It's taking the higher road. Now, is there, of course, I know people are going to be like, oh, well, Triple H called it a piss. Yes, they have done it in the past. But I see people commenting on this all the time. Like, okay, it's time to stop taking the shots at WWE. Like, it looks desperate. You're the CEO or owner or whatever of the company. Come on, dude. Like, yeah. and if you're going to do it, make it believable. Right. Like, right. I, I thought I, I, I was... I was not a fan. Right. I, I think with Tony Khan, and he said when things were first starting, he did not want to be an on-screen personality. Well, he shouldn't be. Every time he's on screen, he embarrasses himself. Right. And I'm that's back. The thing. I'm back, and I'm making a lot of comments because I've had a lot to say, so here it comes. Right, right. And, and that's the thing. Like, Tony Khan is a smart man. He's great with analytics and numbers and, you know, can manage a soccer team and a football team and a wrestling promotion, but... Keep him off camera because he is a, 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 a like this is why wrestlers have scripted promos in WWE. Like if he went to WWE, he'd be given a damn script because he can't do it off the cuff. It sounded so, like he was trying to recite a script too, which is even worse. And he is, as he likes to call himself, the forbidden door, right? So yes, as if as if the guys. First of all, let me say this. Dave Meltzer, when this first happened, he said with emphatically said that Okada is coming to AEW. It's just a matter of when. Now, can that still happen? Yes. But right now, it is not. He's had the biggest name right now has been Kenta. That's done and over with. Many people. You could argue uh, Yuji Nagata, depending on how far your New Japan fandom goes. So the biggest star that they've had to date has been Kenta. (laughs) Um, And most people, most people. I'll let you finish that. Go ahead. Here, let me get the thought out. Go ahead. <laughs> Most people have probably forgotten that even happened. Um, and mm-hmm. the Young Bucks and the Kenny Omegas of the world, when they were in Ring of Honor and elsewhere, like, this is not the first time New Japan stars have worked with those guys. So, I don't know. I just, I think a lot of this, I, until we see the big stars, whether it's in WWE or whether it's in AW, and hopefully, honestly, I hope it's in both because I think it would benefit both, but we'll mm-hmm. see what happens with this whole thing. Right. That's when this will start to take some type of traction and people will get interested. You know, the Kenta thing, okay, cool, but it's done, it's over with. Did it really make a mark like people were, like people were freaking out, like, oh my God, the forbidden door's open. Well, maybe it was just kind of, the door got cracked a little bit. Yeah. It's like when you let the dog in or the cat in from outside, you just kind of crack it to let them in. Right, right. Kind of like that that thing. Not like just the doors like. Whew. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got plenty of time. I, now that we got fans coming back, which is part of the reason why we were gone for so long. We, we just wanted fans to come back. Now that they're back, the first show with, it seemed like a full capacity. I think they didn't have like the, the, the top tiers last night on Dynamite, but. It looked like a full crowd. It felt like a full crowd, and it was awesome. Yeah. It was really good. It was I'm, very good. I'm very excited. Good. I'm excited to see this weekend, not just for the matches, which there's some good matches on this card, but the crowd, how they're going to react to certain guys. And we already saw a little bit of the barometer with certain talents that are going to be on this weekend. One of them, very popular on this podcast that we're going to be talking about down the road. Uh, I've seen the comments. They want your opinion on a certain someone, Ralph. 
Someone that you were supposed to dress like uh, a few months back, but still haven't done that. So maybe during the review, after that certain someone becomes champion, you could dress up like him in the review. We're already talking about Britt Baker. I mean, if you want to dress up like like Britt Baker, go ahead, but not exactly who I had in mind. But let's get to the show itself. Now, guys, thank you all for joining us so far on the Squared Circle Cycle Battle. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Now, there's some ways you could support this channel. You can like this video and share it all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at SCPB Podcast. Also, we have merchandise. I'm going to put a link in the chat right now with a promo code. You get 10% off all the promo. Uh, use that promo code SCPB10. We got some, you know, you see the merch behind me, the T-shirts, the hoodies. Ralph's got his zip-up hoodie there, and I also got a mug here. Also... Uh, we're affiliates now with Fight TV, so our international friends. I'm going to put another link in the chat. This is for double or nothing this weekend on Fight for our international uh, subscribers and friends. You could click on that, buy the pay-per-view, and uh, we get a little kickback for that. Also, joining the Super Chat Party, any question, any dollar amount, uh, we get your question answered, give you a shout-out during the show. Um, that helps support the channel as well. So whatever you can do, Help support this channel. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Ralph, without further ado, we'll start with the buy-in match. Uh, Serena Deeb versus Riho for the NWA Women's Championship. Uh, this one was just announced on social media. No build to it other than the fact that Riho did beat Serena Deeb in the first round of the Eliminator Tournament. So pin the champion, get a title shot. Have we seen Riho since that match on Dynamite? Maybe once. Maybe. Has she even Maybe had a once? I don't know if she's even had, because I don't watch Dark or Elevation. I apologize in advance for those that do. But um, people can let me know in the comments or the live chat if Rio has wrestled since she wrestled on Dynamite. Obviously, she lost the tournament, so she had to get that second round match. But uh, Serena Deeb, a couple weeks ago, came back from her knee surgery, had a very good match with Red Velvet. I don't see a title changing hands uh, with Rio. So I think Deeb gets the win here. I think it's going to be a great match, a yeah. great buy-in match to get people uh, lured in last minute to buy the pay-per-view. Yeah, I, I'm anticipating a good match. I think Serena Deeb has been um, very consistent in the way that she's been performing. Rio, you know, like you said, not not much build to this match, but I still think it's going to deliver. Um, I, I, I think that I'm going to take Serena Deeb in this um, for sure. Uh, you know, just it's tough because they haven't really given you much to kind of no, no pun intended buy into with this match, but yeah, you know, I'll go with Serena Deem in this. Right. All right. We did get a super chat here. Thank you very much to Mario Morales, $15 to the super Ooh. chat party. Thank you very much. Uh, as Ralph is clearing his throat, we'll read that to you. Welcome back. Many cigars. I <clears> guess <throat> so. Are you, are they American rebels? <laughs> uh, that one that is in that picture is not. But that oh. is a number one rated cigar. Is it? No. It's not an American Rebel. Oh, what the hell, man. Anyway, Mar Morales, thank you for your $15 donation. Just a little something to help that baby get to the moon. And actually, I should read that differently. Get that baby to the moon. You don't like it, kiss my grits. That damn Ted DiBiase. All right, so you're going with Serena Deeb? Yeah, I'm going to go with Serena Deep. All right. Uh, I think we're a mutual agreement there. Next up, we have the Casino Battle Royale match. We got members of the Dark Order. We got members of uh, HFO. We got 
Christian Cage, Powerhouse Hobbs. I believe um, the Varsity Blondes were in this. We got the Joker. Could be anybody. We got Paul White that can. that's going to be on commentary for this. Who do you think is the Joker? Who do you think wins this thing? So uh, now, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. So I've been out of the loop with this. So the winner of this match gets a title, a title match. That is correct. As the graphic says, I know you don't see, you can't see the graphic, but it's there. I don't see the graphics here. Okay. I don't see it on my end, but all right. Um, all right so this is going to be interesting. I think a lot of people are going to be hoping and praying that Brian Danielson comes out to the final countdown. That would be freaking awesome. Uh, realistically, I don't see it happening. No, not happening, bro. Who's a surprise? I, I don't want it to be Paul White. I really don't just because, um, you know, Mark I just, Henry. Mark Henry's okay. got in some good shape. He has gotten in good shape. That would be interesting. What if it is foreshadowing for my prediction later, but what if it's Sammy Callahan and Sammy Callahan hmm. wins? Because for those he- of you who've been paying attention to the, and I know there's few and far between, but, you know, because not everybody watches Impact, but for those that have been paying attention, Sammy Callahan has been calling out Kenny Omega many, many times. So that's a possibility. If we're going to go with somebody that's not going to be a surprise entrant, I'm going to say Christian Cage. Yeah, I think Christian Cage is probably winning this. I mean, they're doing the whole outwork everybody gimmick with him. Uh, when he came in, his eyes were on that AEW championship, yeah. but he wanted to deserve it. This would be a way to deserve it. Um, do they go the route of like Edge where he starts the match, outworks everyone, and wins the Casino Battle Royale. Uh, now that you put it that way, I think that puts the IWC in quite the conundrum, correct? Because what was the narrative when Edge won the Royal Rumble? He was too old to win the Royal Rumble. It was a waste. It made it look bad. All these other yeah. things. On, on, and on, and on. So, yeah, you would have a, I guess you would say, past his prime. I wouldn't say past his prime. An older professional wrestler coming back and having a spot where, you know, he'd be challenging for the title. I'm all for it. I love Christian. I always thought he was underutilized. I always yep. felt like he was he was better than the opportunities that he was afforded. And this is his opportunity to prove it. I'll go on with Christian. Now, I'm seeing a couple of people putting their guesses in the live chat, uh, whether in the comments or in the live chat. Let us know your predictions on who you think the Joker is, who you think is going to win this match. But here's an interesting one. It's someone that you actually do a very good impression of. Someone said the rumor is from Ring of Honor, an internet, uh, uh, internet favorite, Ralph, one Danhausen. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> come God. on! We need to hear the Danhausen impression. Come I on! I can't do it on the spot, like sure this. you can. You've done it all the time. <laughs> Give me a minute. I got. I got to think about it. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Plus, if we- I got so I have peanut butter. Toothpaste in my throat. I don't know, but I can hardly talk. Oh. First time we go live in what a month and a half, and I can't even get any words out. Now, here's another one, and here's one that <sighs> you actually think could happen in AEW just in general, as far as him showing up eventually. But because of Dark Side of the Ring, I see Nick some Gage. people guessing Nick F Engage. Yep. Yeah, they are. I, I honestly truly believe they are building towards Mox. I mean, what what I mean, other than getting some internet buzz, what would be the point of the run-ins that they've had? So I do, and, and this kind of fits what Tony Khan's uh, 
to me in my mind, what he envisions pro wrestling being, not just for the fan that used to watch, not just for the hard uh, the hardcore fan, but but fans of all different types. You know, he's already given you deathmatch style matches, uh, you know, the the barbed wire matches. Stuff we've seen that in AEW. Right. So to think to, I, I honestly don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that Nick Gage makes an appearance in AEW because I think he would want to afford him his big break, if you want to call it that, because I mean, honestly, if you're not a hardcore wrestling fan of that type of wrestling, you probably don't know who he is or you've right. never heard of him before until right. Dark Side of the Ring highlighted him. Right. Did you watch that episode of Dark Side? I'll admit that I is did. the that is the one episode I have not watched of well, Dark Side. That's probably of the because Ring. you you probably don't didn't know who he, and that's not a knock on him. It's just, you know, there's only so much wrestling you're gonna consume. It's probably AW, it's probably WWE. And how else would you see him other than going through random? You, I have seen him in that, that one spot where they talk. Oh, you didn't watch it. But anyway, there's this one spot, and you've probably seen it yourself, where he got this, like, nasty cut underneath his, uh, like, right peck there. Yeah. I've seen that before. Now, I didn't realize that was him until watching the do- this, this episode um, back. But, yeah, that's, uh, that, that, that is, um, unless you're a hardcore fan of that type of wrestling, then you probably don't know who he is. Right. Now, uh, another name I see a lot of a, cu- a couple times thrown in there is Andrade, who will be facing Kenny Omega for the AAA Mega Championship at Triple Mania. Uh, also, I'm seeing PCO as possible uh, throw-ins for the Joker. Uh, Ryback, who, unless he has figured out how Twitter polls work, uh, is going <laughs> to re- retire, apparently, based on what the fan votes were. How many times did he put up that that poll? Like he's like, "All right, I think we got it down now. Vote honestly and no bots." And it was like sixty percent retire. Like, does this guy not realize like no one wants him in wrestling anymore? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a it's kind of a shame. I think it's probably because of the way he comes across. Like he he comes across kind of bitter. I mean, we get it. You weren't happy with your WWE run, but yeah. He, sh- he shits on everybody every time he talks. He, he, it seems like he, he has uh, his show going, and he's always crapping on someone, mostly right. Vince. Right. Uh, someone said Samoa Joe, if it's a possibility. No, they are not uh, back. They're not able to yet with the 90-day no-compete clause. So Maybe it's Phillips. Tom Phillips? Yeah. I'd yeah. Rather, I, I wouldn't mind if he replaced Excalibur, but no. Oh, God. Now you're gonna, now you, now you're going to be the heel of the show. Someone actually, someone actually commented on one of our polls recently, saying that the the double swerve was coming or the double turn was coming, and you would be the face and I would be the heel. I think that just happened. So you should wear a. Speaking of all these uh, documentaries and such, you should wear a black leather jacket, and you should super kick me and throw me through a window. Oh, there it is. I knew. He I was knew gonna he do, was going to do that. Yeah. So, uh, and speaking of Shawn Michaels, I have something to say about uh, a certain tag team. Later on in this episode, but um, the Usos, yes, the Usos. That's who I'm talking about. The Usos, yeah. Um, anyway, you're going with Christian Cage winning. He will outwork everybody. And who is your Joker pick? Uh, very evil. Dan there it Housen. is. There it is. The Dan Housen. Hello, yes, this is Dan Housen. <laughs> Yes, there it is, everybody. The Dan Housen yes. impersonation. It is very evil. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Very evil, yes. But uh, 
I'm going to go with Christian Cage winning. And I'll say Rocky Romero is the wild card. I know oh, he's been. That's a good pick. Yeah. You know, he's been doing the uh, the dates recently on Dark, and they just reunited Rapongi Vice with Trent Beretta, which was one of Tony Khan's big accomplishments with the Forbidden Door. So we'll go with that. Uh, next up, we have history in the making, Ralph. For the first time in six years, Sting is back in the ring. In a tag team match with Darby Allen against Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. This one. Now, there is a lot of history that they kind of hinted at between Ethan Page and Darby. Yes. If you followed, this wasn't Dark Side of the Ring. It was The Wrestlers. Is that what it was called? Yes. That was the other there, documentary there, yeah, show. Yes. There is, a, there, there is a lot of history between those two from the independent scene. Right. And I think it was mostly in Evolve where that that history was the evolved wrestling promotion under Gabe. Yes. And now under WWE. <laughs> yes. So, uh, this one here, obviously you would think, you know, sting his first match back in the ring. They want to get him a win, but Ethan page and Scorpio sky, brand new team kind of pushing them. Like either they're a tag team going for the tag titles or they're two singles wrestlers wrestling as a tag team going for the TNT title. At least that's what it seemed like. But now, because Darby Allen lost the TNT Championship to Miro, which was part of the huge news that we never got a chance to talk about in this past month while I was on paternity leave. But um, Darby Allen had a good TNT Championship run, but I think it was time to change the belt. Um, I, I think I'm going to go with Paige and Sky here, though. I think I think yeah. they need the big win. I agree, and I think that Sting should and probably will end up taking the pin just because Darby, you know, like you said, he just got pinned, what, a couple of weeks ago? He lost the title. Yep. Yeah. Would he lose anything taking the pin? Not really. I think Darby's one of those guys that even if he loses, he's going to be insanely over. Mm. Um, you know, but I, I think that Scorpio and Ethan Page need the win more. Right. So I'm going to go with them as well. Although someone's saying here in the, in the live chat that Sting can't lose after what happened with Triple H at WrestleMania. Yeah, but if, all right, so let's play devil's advocate here. Let's say, I don't know, who's a young up-and-comer in WWE right now? I don't even know if you can have have a young up-and-comer in WWE, but. Well, let's say Damian Priest, because he's an up-and-comer. He's not young, but he's an up-and-comer. Let's say Damian Priest and Triple H tag together. Yeah. If Triple H got a win over another up-and-coming tag team or, you know, tag team that's recently been formed and Triple H got the pin, would people not go apeshit over that? So I don't think Sting should. I don't think Sting should get be highlighted in this match. Really, I mean his his career is his best days are behind him. Like they are. How, how many how many one off matches is he really going to have realistically? Right. So what they need to do here is Darby needs to look good because he obviously he took a loss a couple weeks ago. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky like they have their whole career ahead of them. So getting a win mm-hmm. over a legend. This is why you bring a guy like Sting into your company. Because he can help at least kind of put people over because right. his best days are past him. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, at this point, like so far, has Sting really helped anyone go over since he's come back? They had the feud with um, with Brian Cage and Team Taz, and Team Taz did not come out over in that. They didn't get stronger in that regard. Now, yes, Brian Cage has gotten a little bit more momentum since, but. Um, you know, I think this is a time to give the favors to somebody. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. 
I think they they want to push them. Scorpio Sky should be one of the the focal points on AEW, and you know I think this this is the step in the right direction. Let Scorpio Sky pin Sting on Sunday night. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll take a little. Hey, it's just a. Remind everybody, thank you all for joining us here on the Squared Circle Psycho Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. If you want to support the show, there's uh, plenty of ways you could do that. You could simply just like this video and share it all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at SCPB Podcast. Also, you could donate to the Super Chat Party. Any dollar amount will do. Uh, you know, if you only got a couple dollars, that's fine. Um, any dollar amount will read your question, give you a shout out during the show. We're going to do questions at the end um, of the episode as well, up until the top of the hour. Um, but we'll do it in the order that I see them. Make sure you use the hashtag question in the live chat. And also, we have a couple things you could do um, as far as getting stuff for you. Uh, you could get SCPB merch with the promo code SCPB10. Again, I will put that link in the live chat right now. There it is right there. Got some cool merch behind me. You got Ralph with the zip up. I got, we got mugs. We got some other cool designs. Uh, one that's ratings 1849 for all you wrestling fans that love ratings and stuff like that. Um, and also for those on our, our international friends, you can order pay, um, the pay-per-view double or nothing through fight TV right now with this affiliate link in the live chat. Also in the description. So definitely check that out. Um, and we thank you all for the support. Thank you all for joining us as we have returned to the Squared Circle Psycho Babble after about a month of hiatus. But, Ralph, let's head back to the action. Our next uh, match here, speaking of Brian Cage, he's got a big match here against Hangman Page. Now, Brian Cage is ranked fifth in the rankings last time I checked. So, Hangman Page was number one. After Brian Cage beat him, he dropped to fourth then eventually came out of the top five after Darby Allen lost the TNT title. Um, what are your thoughts of this? This is going to be interesting because I think a lot of people were thinking that they were going to try to build a hangman up <clears throat> to take the title off of Kenny. Mm -hmm. They could certainly do that here. Um, but, you know, obviously with the buy-in and all that type of stuff and, and, you know, somebody winning that match, it kind of extends it out a little bit. So realistically, I, I don't know if cage is going to get the win here. I think, I think hangman is probably the safer bet. So I'm going to go with hangman page here. I'm not all that confident in my pick, but at the same time, I feel like hangman does need to get a win here because I feel like he should be the guy that they build back up to take the title off of um, Kenny at some point. Right now. And it kind of seems like they're backing off the whole Dark Order Adam Page thing a little. Well, they have the Dark Order doing the storyline with Page and, right. and or Ethan Page, I should say. Ethan Page yeah. and Scorpio Sky, right. which I guess that's been built on Dark and Elevation. Um, unfortunately, I don't watch the show, those shows at least, so I can't really explain what it is, but I'm sure people in the live chat or the comments can let me know. But... Um, I mean, we'll see, but they might go back to that. Page and Cage. This is an interesting match because I believe this will eventually be a number one contenders match for the AEW championship at All Out. And the match I think everybody thinks is going to lead to is Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega. 
the match right. that we 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 got it, but not at this level for a title. And this could be finally Hangman Page's crowning achievement, beating Kenny Omega for the title in front of fans and getting that. Because, I mean, Dynamite last night, Hangman Page got the support. The fans were nuts for him. And he cut a really good promo last night on Dynamite with the blood in his face. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the start of his his push for the AEW championship. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, it's just, you know, I I feel like if they if they do that, they have to so so Brian Cage already got a win over him, right? Hangman, if he gets a win, do they extend this feud out? Do they keep it going? I'm not too sure, but you know. The whoever wins the um, wins the opportunity to go against Kenny. I, I obviously that's going to be first, and then they can be, take the time to build Hangman back up. I think, and that's probably mm-hmm. what's I I would imagine is going to start uh, tomorrow night. So right. we shall see. Right. Uh, we just got another uh, super chat donation from Mario uh, Morales. Thank you very much, man. Another five dollars there. He said SCPB versus Nick Aldis for Fight TV superiority book at fight TV. Listen, I know NWA got the big deal with fight TV and we're just affiliates. So they Nick, all this by proxy makes a lot more money than we do right now with fight TV. Unless you guys order the pay-per-view with our affiliate link, you got to just buy it. It helps you guys out. Cause you already have the pay-per-view and we get a little kickback for bringing it to you. So support the channel that way, you know, shameless plug. I get it. I understand. But, um, very cool. So uh, we're both going with Hangman Page, right? Yes. So I think so far we have agreed on everybody so far. We have Deeb, we have Christian, we have Page, uh, and we have uh, Page and Sky, correct? Yes, we do. All right. So we need to we need to differ in our predictions soon. I shake think it's, things up. We need to shake things up a bit. Next up, the American Dream, Cody Rhodes, in my Dusty Rhodes impression. Against, oh God, that was horrible. That was horrible. I've used holy shit. I could do much better. For some reason, I just didn't do it well there. But uh, Anthony Agogo uh, against Cody Rhodes here. Rhodes is wrestling as the American Dream for this one weekend. As this whole USA versus foreigner um, storyline happens, as if it was in WWE. Cody cuts this promo few few weeks back that some people love, some people didn't yeah. like. Whatever the case, I mean. It was a good promo, a little long. I don't know if they needed, he needed to bring in like, oh, you know, the race, the racism. And now he has his daughter. That's going to be mixed. It was a little too much for me, but it was a good promo. Nonetheless, I get what he was trying to do is trying to be like, you know, America, get everybody behind him. But I think some people were like, maybe not, maybe too much there, Cody. Yeah, and I know that a lot of people had a lot to say about this promo, and I, I imagine this would have been one of the hot topics because it, it got people so divided. If last night was any indication, people are still pretty much behind Cody. I know people oh, yeah. have kind of speculated, and they've been vocal that you know some people just can't get into him. I didn't have a problem with this promo. Um, you know, do we really need to see the USA versus UK approach in 2021? It's been so many. It's been done so many freaking right. times. Right. Asked. Um, you know, that being said, I think Cody did his best, uh, with, with that promo. He's good. He's good on the mic. I will say that because not many people, whether you liked it or what you didn't like it, not many people could be go, could be trusted to go out there and cut, uh, you know, whatever six plus minute promo 
and have it at least being engaging. At least people are talking about it. Right. Um, so no, that is Cody's strong suit. I thought he did fine. I didn't have a problem with it. So you, would you like the whole weigh in with Paul? I, White? Uh, okay. Well, first of all, can we get a freaking scale that works? <laughs> or can we get somebody that knows how to work a scale there? Can I mean, we get like, a, I mean, it's 2021. Can we get a digital scale? And what if we, you're trying to make it official, can we get the athletic commission there? Are somebody pretending to be a represent like Paul White? I hate when they do this because it, to me, it screams like we're trying to be like the UFC. We're trying to be like MMA. Like you, which we is know. not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but you know, at some point, okay. Darby Allen, however long ago, had a match against Brian Cage, and 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 there's an obvious weight difference. Like mm-hmm. wrestling doesn't really have weight classes. You right. could be a hunt. You could be Marco Stunt going up against Yokozuna. It doesn't matter. Like you don't have to have. Let's hope not. <laughs> so so why all of a sudden, for any other reason other than okay, well we need a reason to get them out there and some way to promote the match, which is fine, but. I just don't like when they do that because it's like, it's not necessary. There's no weight classes in wrestling. Yeah, there's there's heavyweight championship titles, there's cruiserweight championships, but I mean, when have we ever really paid attention? Like, there, is there weight limits? If there's weight limits in a rule book somewhere in this, uh, you know, this this uh, pretend world that we operate in of of pro wrestling, then please somebody let me know. But well, I mean, I'm not a fan of it. I mean. And it went way, way too freaking long. It did, but I think part of that was just because Paul White couldn't work the scale. Um, I think also, like, Ogogo had to say his thing, or, or QT Marshall had to say his stuff, Cody had to say his stuff. They needed to do some Paul Paul apart. Jeez, jeez. A month off is not good for the voice, man, let me tell you. But, yeah, the pull apart and all that stuff. So, but... I think at the end, they got what they wanted. They got crowd interaction. They got people behind Cody. They got people booing a go-go and QT Marshall. Um, I, someone pointed up, you know, because it's Memorial Day weekend, they probably wanted that um, that U.S. patriotism thing, especially with things finally opening up. Let's unite and be whatever the case may be. But I just don't like the concept of a way. And I, I think that what they should have tried to do was a uh, go goes the guy that you're trying to establish as a threat to Cody. Cause Cody's already the guy that's Cody's a made man. He's a top guy in AEW. He's, he's, he's the more prominent guy. A go goes on the way up. Mm-hmm. And the thing right. that they're trying to establish is forget me, forgive me. I don't know if it's a right or left, whatever his power hand is left. I would have rather had them go out face to face, cut promos against each other have it where the factory jumps like Dustin and have him like knock him out, you know, establish, yeah. establish the threat to Cody going into it. It was kind of like they weighed in, they posed for the crowd. Uh, a go-go made some obscene gestures to the crowd, which I don't know if TNT is going to be too happy about that, but nonetheless, at least then you're establishing a go-go as a legitimate threat to Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the way in itself to me is the thing that really got me, um, right. turned, turned me off, but, and again, uh, if if this is any indication as to the size caravan that Cody's going to come out, Cody already gets ridiculed for his entrance. Yeah, uh, I can't does. imagine. I can't imagine the size of uh, the convoy that he's going to come out to. Yeah, especially because um, maybe cause, he'll ride in on an elephant. Maybe I don't know. My kid would love it because he has a fascination with elephants already. But uh, if, if there's an elephant and we're watching, you know, Cody ride in on it. He'll have his eyes bug out 
Like anytime I show him an elephant, his eyes just bug out. It's very cool. Huh. But nonetheless, who do you have going in this? Do you have Cody bringing his golden shovel to double or nothing? Or does Anthony Agogo punch him out? Uh, I'm going to go with a go-go because Cody is going to, like we talked about, he will be a father very soon, much like yourself. I think he's going to take some time off here. And I think he should put a go-go over on his way out for his hiatus. Yeah. I I think a go-go wins here. Um, It's a non-title match. So Cody doesn't necessarily need to have the big win like he did last year against Lance Archer. But uh, yeah, I'm going with a go-go as well. Now over to the title matches. Our first one, Hikaru Shida versus Dr. Britt Baker for the AEW Women's Championship. Uh, last night on AEW Dynamite, Ralph, Hikaru Shida was able to cut a promo in front of a live crowd. She has never had the AEW Women's Championship in front of fans. 370 plus days and hmm. never in front of fans. Now, oh. I mean, she's had a, a, a decent run with the title. I mean, she had that hiatus while the Eliminator tournament was going on, and she's had some decent matches, but Dr. Britt Baker has obviously been the face of the women's division in in AEW. I would venture to argue she may be the face of women's pro wrestling right now. Over over Sasha or Bayley or Bianca? They're all very good, but there has been nobody. Look, Bayley, um, I'm sorry, Bianca Belair deserved her title win at WrestleMania. She's been doing Mm -hmm. very good. Yeah. Sasha has always been good. Bailey has always been good. Britt Baker, let's be honest here. When she first came into AEW, there were a lot of people who thought she fell flat, myself included. There were a lot of people who felt like she was questioning herself. There were a lot of people who ridiculed her in ring work. There has been nobody, maybe in all of pro wrestling, who has shown the amount of growth from mm-hmm. where she was, from going from, you know, to, to we just talked about Cody, from going from disappointment to where she is now. She is performing at another level that I don't think a lot of people really saw. Um, she is so comfortable in the role that she's playing right now. And I thought her promo last night. Now, the only thing I'll say about the promo was it felt like she was more of a baby face. Uh, You're talking about Baker's promo. Yeah. And that would be the only thing I would uh, minor thing I'd say about it. Cause I think the fans are going to be behind her tomorrow and not really root for uh, Sheeta. But Britt Baker, to me, man, is on another level. I thought her promo was great. I liked the way that she she did the thing with the 316 and the DMD. Yes, that was very I loved good. It. Nice. I loved it. I it's think, nice, I think she's performing at another level. It's a nice touch. However, because she used 316 and she's supposed to be the heel, she got a baby face response, which if you're the heel, that's not what you wanted. You don't want people going around singing along <laughs> DMD, especially when she interrupted Hikaru Shida when she's having this big, like, you know, I didn't get to defend this in front of fans. And she's, you know, you know, haven't had chances to cut promos, whether it's because of her English or because of, you know, just not being able in front of fans or being on TV. And of course that gets, you know, ridiculed by the Spanish commentary. I don't know. Did you see this? I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't, I thought I didn't really notice any, have any issue with, her, her promo at all. I thought no. it was fine. I mean, I, I was, when I read that, I, I was like, wow, that's kind of strange. Yeah. Like first off, like it, he has, it's a language barrier. She's learning the language. And I think she's right. done a lot better than a lot of the other, you know, Japanese wrestlers that have come to America to try to cut promos. You know, you look at WWE, Asuka still has trouble. 
Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, is good, but his his you know way he cuts promos is a little uh, different sometimes. And and Io Shirai just cuts promos in Japanese, and they put subtitles on her. So I give yeah. Sheeta credit for trying to do what she does. And you know, uh, what's his name, Will Urbina or whatever his name is. You got to know when you have a mic on, whether you're on TV or not, people can always hear what you're saying, you moron. You shouldn't have said it to begin with, but no, your your mic is always live when you have a mic live, man. Idiot. Yeah. I mean, he shouldn't have said it. Obviously stupid, obviously racist, and I'm sure Tony Khan's going to be at that guy being like, uh, no, we're not going to do that here. But uh, What's his name, Urbina? Will Urbina, I think I think his name is. But does he give him the? Does he do his Vin, a Vince McMahon impression? You son of a bitch! You're fired. <laughs> I don't think Tony Khan has enough uh, bass in his uh, voice to uh, do uh, it. As you, as you know, I am the uh, Forbidden Door, and unfortunately, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to um I'm gonna have to show you the door because of the the things the things that you you, you said. I just settle uh, 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 down. All right, take a breath. You'll right. get through it. All right. Anyway, and a pink slip. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of Tony Khan, Zero the Hero gave us a two dollar donation to the Super Chat Party. Thank you, Zero the Hero. Uh, who will or should be the Booker of AEW's second show, Rampage? So part of the new TV deal is that they're getting the second show finally announced. It's Rampage. It's going to be on Fridays, um, starting on TNT. But then when they move to TBS, that will also be on TBS. Great move, by the way, for AEW to move to TBS. They don't lose viewership because of it, because TBS and TNT, roughly the same amount of people. Um, and they make, I think they got more money in the new deal. They got the second show finally, and they got the four quarterly shows on TNT. So it's going to be like Clash of the Champions. Really good deal for AEW here. Who should be the booker? I mean, it doesn't matter. Tony Khan's going to be booking it, but I don't know who should be. It's probably going to be Tony, though. Yeah, I'm trying to think of guys. I mean, I don't. I, this is this is where it gets difficult because until you get guys that leave AEW, you you can only really speculate who does the planning, who does the booking, who you know. I mean. There's a lot of guys that have a lot of experience, Jericho included. Uh, they got Arn Anderson there. They got Dean Malenko. I'm sure they all kind of give their insight. So ultimately, I think it should come down to Tony Khan. Yeah. Uh, going back, did you make a pick? I was picking Britt Baker. No, did I did not pick make a pick. I am going with Britt Baker. So once okay. again, we agree. But now, I think we're finally going to disagree on a pick here. Is this it? This is, is this the moment everybody's been waiting for? I think so. The Young Bucks versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston for the AEW oh, no. Tag Team Championship. No, it's not the one that we're talking about. That's a little later down the line, Ralph. We gotta, we gotta tease them. We gotta tease them to, to get what they want. Don't you know how this works, Ralph? But anyway, I have something to say about the Young Bucks, and I think this might piss people off, but it's oh, a compliment. Shit. It's a compliment. I fucking hate the Young Bucks. I fucking hate the young bucks right now i hate them this the first time in a very long time as a wrestling fan i want someone to take those ten thousand dollar shoes and shove them down their freaking throats i hate everything they're doing on tv and this is a compliment because this is what they want you to feel 
They are such assholes on TV right now. Their gimmick is let's make fun of Shawn Michaels every freaking way possible, and it pisses me the hell off. Pisses me uh, off. You have to be a, you have to admit here there is a slight bias. Shawn Michaels was always your pro- favorite professional wrestler. Yes, and yes, I know the Young Bucks. That is their favorite wrestler too, and it's kind of like a, a homage to him, but also doing the same stuff as like like for example their match against SCU. They parody. The spot where Sean retires Ric Flair and the, uh, I'm sorry, I love you. Oh, my God, did I want to punch my television when they did that. Oh, my God. And this is the reaction they want you to have. Heels today don't give you that reaction. I know MJF gives Dave LaGreca that that reaction. Oh, my God. But (laughs) there's like it's very hard to see these kind of reactions from heels today because they just, they just, they just they try don't. to play to the crowd. And and it's it, uh, the one thing, and I was going to touch on this, and this kind of is a good segue into the conversation we had before or an extension of the conversation we just had with Britt Baker. When Steve Austin was the anti-hero, the bad guy that was the good guy, that was the badass, that was so cool to root for, mm-hmm. we talk about Forbidden Doors. He opened the door for... One, the fans rooting for like it became cool to root for the heel. And it, right. if you're if you're a face, like if you're if you're Rocky Mayavia getting ch- they're chanting die Rocky die, it, people weren't into it anymore. They didn't want to be told who you're supposed to root for. Um, so yeah, there are very very few people in the wrestling industry today that you know if you're a heel, like Kevin Owens comes to mind because if you go in front, if you go to Chicago, and you put Kevin Owens in the ring against John Cena, yeah. I would bet every penny I have in the bank, they're rooting for Kevin Owens, no matter what he did. He could do the slimiest, most disgusting thing on earth. They're going to root for Kevin Owens. Right. Because he comes across as cool and macho and whatever else. And he's in there with Cena. Mm -hmm. The Bucks get booed. Roman gets booed. MJF gets booed. Other than that, like very few people are able to do that. But I'm right there with you. I'm on the same boat. I uh, I can't stand the Young Bucks. No. And that's a good thing for everybody. Oh, how could you say that? How could you say that? They're heels. You're not supposed to like them. Exactly. They come across as cocky, arrogant. Look, they're feeding into the narrative that people like, you know, some 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 WWE uh, fans who don't watch AEW, they're feeding into the narrative. Or the cult you know, of Cornette. They're, they're literally making fun of or, or uh, you know, making fun of taking expense out on the guy who is viewed by many people as the best wrestler ever. And that pisses some people off. Yeah. That's what they're supposed to do. It pisses me off. And I, I, I want to take, I want to take like John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. I don't care if they win or lose. I just want them to take those freaking shoes and shove them down their throats. Well, that's what I want. you, You didn't, did you watch dynamite last night? Yes. Okay, so you saw that those shoes were were buried. Yes, I did. But they could take them out of the ground, get them all nice and dirty, and shove it down their throats, and it'd be even better because they're all dirty anyway. So who are you taking? I'm taking Moxley and Kingston, not because I'm rooting for them. I actually think they're going to win this thing. All right, so this is where we're going to differ. I'm going with the Bucks here. Yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, yeah, Moxley, that's going to have a kid too with Renee, uh, Renee Young soon. Oh, so yeah, maybe- that's true. So they could be booking him off, but who knows? I mean, 
He's maybe got they, a death match to work with Nick Gage, so. Yeah, maybe that's how they he gets written off. He just has that death match. But we did get a five Canadian dollar donation from Prime Killer uh, to the Super Chat Party. Thank you very much, Prime Killer. He asked, would you like to see Cody Rhodes versus John Cena in a battle of overbooked, hated baby faces? I don't under... Why why do people take such exception with Cody? Is it is it the entrances? Is it he doesn't I don't know. I don't I don't well, get the vibe that, here, that here's the thing that with Cody has, has that Cena level. Here, I think what it is is he has that triple H level. And I, I have I have a friend that I work with and he um says the same thing. Like Cody's trying to be triple H. But uh is it the entrances? Is it it's the, the promos? En- it's the entrances. It's the promos. It's the fact that he's gone over guys in, in matches he probably shouldn't have. So I think that's where it comes down to. And the fact that he's EVP, is he booking himself to be this way? But is is that is that and this could be a whole other episode we put up now that we're back. Uh like is that real or is it narratives that people see and people see people? Like, this is how things like this start. Somebody tweets something. Someone's like, oh, yeah, I think he has a point. And then without even really paying attention, because even though Cody's gone over certain people, like Lance Archer, we talked about that. I think that's a match he should have lost. He's also put guys over. Yes, he has. He put Um, over MJF. He put over... uh, He put over Brody Lee. And I mean, granted, yes, he did get the win back. But I mean, look what that did for Brody. That legitimized him. Right. That was Um, huge. That was huge for Brody. Yeah, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I, I and now we're comparing him to Cena. I think that's a bit much. I, I, th- I think that number one. I think that if you're a WWE fan, including myself, I hated John Cena. Hated, hated, yep. hated, hated John Cena. I did too. And until I kind of grew out of the my my immaturity of how wrestling actually works. I see how fortunate they were to have somebody like Cena. If Cena went to AEW tomorrow, would be the biggest thing in pro wrestling, hands down, without question. Mm-hmm. Biggest thing. Uh, Cena is very sorely missed by WWE. I think if they do the rumor that they're talking about with Cena and Roman, mm-hmm. it would be the biggest match in a really long time. Yeah, it would. Um, you know, but anyway, how, do, how the hell did we get into that? That was a question by... That was by Prime Killer. It was a super chat donation. So thank you very much for that. Right. Let's uh, go back to shitting on the Bucks because that's yeah. Fun. Let's sh- let's shit on the Bucks because you know they're just HBK wannabes. I hate them. I want them to lose. I think they're going to lose. You have the Young Bucks winning, even though you hate them just as much as I do. Um, Jim Cornette probably is going to have a hissy fit in this match because he doesn't like Moxley's in ring. He thinks he's too death match. He hates the Young Bucks, so uh, <laughs> I think either the Young Bucks win, Moxley and Eddie Kingston wins. Uh, Jim Cornette has an aneurysm. Or all the above. That's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, probably a, <laughs> a, a good chance on a good majority of that stuff. All right. Bucks now, are winning, though. Yep. Now, speaking of Jim Cornette, he had a, a little problem with someone a few months ago, and we talked about it on this podcast. Miro, the new TNT champion, going up I against. forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, going up against Lance Archer for the TNT championship. Last year at Double or Nothing, Archer was going for the title to become the first champion, losing to Cody Rhodes. Does he go 0 for 2 at Double or Nothing for the TNT Championship? 
I can't think of how they're going to get themselves out of this. I think they've painted themselves into a corner with this because Miro just won the belt. He can't afford a loss. And neither can Lance Archer. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. I don't know who the hell's going to win. I'm going to say Miro just because he just won the title and I can't see him losing well, already. What's the t what would be the time limit? Would it be 20 minutes or That's is it thought. 60? Do they go time limit draw? But oh God. it depends. I don't want to see those two go 60 minutes. No, 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 no. But if it's 20, I could see them going a 20-minute draw. Okay. But uh, I, yeah, that's a safe bet, I would think. Yeah, I think in this case, they painted themselves into a corner because I don't think Archer can lose. Um, but also, Mero just getting the title. I, I don't really see a AEW hasn't really booked a transitional champion. Really, other than Brody winning it back to Cody. Well, that's until Orange Cassidy wins the title in the main event. Yes, of course. No. No, it's not happening. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. But uh, I, see, I don't know what the time limit is. If it's, a t if it's 20 minutes, I'm going, I'm going uh, time limit draw. But some people are saying title matches are an hour. And yes, I get that. But I thought with the TNT title, I thought it was 20 minutes or TV time remaining, which on a pay-per-view, there's no TV time remaining. But I could Hang be on, wrong. I, I want to I I comment on something I just saw. Is Archer ranked right now? Archer is not ranked right now. Okay. So somebody said, how is Archer losing twice? How does that make him a jobber? It doesn't make him a jobber, but here's the two problems that we talk about on the show all the time. What's important to AEW? Wins Perceptions and losses. It's supposed to be, but he's about to get a, a title shot and he's not ranked. Right. And he's not meant to feel important because he's hardly on the show. He hardly wrestles on Dynamite and they hardly feature him prominently. And I say, when I say prominently, I mean, like, if you watch Dynamite, okay, the Bucks are going to get their spot. Cody's going to get the entrance. Um, you know that Darby's going to have a big match. Like, you know, if, if you want to be, if they want to make you feel important, they're going to make you feel important. Lance right. Archer, it's been like stop and go. His entire time there. Yeah. So, you know, what's important? Is his ranking supposed to be important? Okay, if that's the case, he's not ranked. Is it the perception? Well, they're not really making you feel like he's special or somebody that um, can challenge for a title, except for this past week on Dynamite. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm going I, with Nero. I, I'm seeing some people say, go with double count out, double DQ. The problem is the refs don't count anybody out. And they don't DQ anybody. So, I, I mean, you could go that route, but it's inconsistent with what they've been doing for the entire two years they've been a company. Yeah. But they could do that because they probably should let the referees actually hold order and actually let them count people out and disqualify them for things. But who knows? Uh, also, the possibility you could have Jake the Snake Roberts turn on Lance Archer. I know he's going to be on the... Uh, Eight, uh, WWE Treasures show this Sunday, so maybe he turns on Lance and goes to WWE so he can find his snake bag for the WWE Museum that's coming. Uh, you could always do that, but if I had to pick one or the other, I'm going with I'm going with Archer taking the title off of Miro. Interesting. Okay. So, I'm going with Miro here. So, we finally have two differences here. So, you had the Bucks, I had Moxley and Kingston. Uh, you have Miro, I have Archer. Let's go to the two big matches on the card. The first one, the Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle. Stadium Stampede. If the Inner Circle loses, they will have to break up and dissolve. Uh, 
you would think they made pretty much made it that Jericho and the inner circle will win this match, but you could always have Sammy Guevara, you know, turn and yep. join the pinnacle and end the inner circle that way, or Jericho turns or however the way you want to do it. But who knows? I, this is, I think this is probably the hardest match to predict out of the whole night, other than Miro and Lance Archer. I think so. First of all, isn't isn't Jericho supposed to be going on tour with Fozzie? Yes. Okay. So, and on top of that, he's he's hurt. So, mm-hmm. I think Pinnacle is going to win this, and I was actually going to bring that up too. I think that Sammy Guevara or somebody is going to turn. Um, you know, I think if I anybody, just, it's going to be Guevara. I don't see Hager. I don't see Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, I see Sammy as the guy that's going to do it. If anybody now. Is the stipulation where if Pinnacle loses, they have to disband as well or no? No, no, just, it's, okay. it's just the inner circle. Yeah, I mean, I'd hate to see them get the uh, trade a win back after just winning at Blood and Guts. So I think Pinnacle still needs to win because I think Pinnacle still had, look, inner circle had their run and they can always get back together. Um, Sammy Guevara came out of that group looking better. Uh, Hager, Okay, fine. I think Proud and Powerful still have a ways to go, and I think that they can be really good in the tag team division, so they're pretty well set. I When I look at Pinnacle, I think FTR is over or viewed in the same, you know, the same sense that they were when they kind of came in. I think that they came in with a good reputation. Mm-hmm. I think MJF is still performing at a high level, but the two people that are in the group that I still think still have a lot left to prove, obviously, is the chairman and uh, Wardlow for sure. Right. I think that they need to the the point of factions usually is to build them up, to put them in prominent positions, and then once it's time to kind of have them break up, you have somebody come out of that that looks really good. And that could be Wardlow, maybe Sean Spear. I don't know. But there's people in Pinnacle that still haven't been developed. And I think that Pinnacle needs to get the win in order for that to happen. Now here's a possibility people are throwing in here on the uh the chat here. What if Tessa Blanchard shows up and helps the pinnacle win. Okay. That's interesting. That could possibly be, I don't think that's the scenario. I think if, if pinnacle wins, they either do it clean or Sammy Guevara turns. Now, how would that, but all right, we know that Tessa comes with some baggage, right? What does that do to the AW fan base? Here's my thing. She she has all these allegations. Um, many, many people do in pro wrestling, and that's not an excuse to let her back in. But, you know, maybe she should be given a second chance somewhere to prove that she's grown. And if she hasn't, then look, okay, once there's there's an issue right. there, let her go. Right. Who knows? But it, it it's I don't think that's the scenario. I don't think it's gonna be Tessa. I know some people are throwing that out there, but um, I'm going with the pinnacle winning this. I think Sammy Guevara is the one. Um, if for some reason the inner circle do win, uh, they will use Jericho's dislocated elbow to land a Judas effect on MJF. But I don't think that's happening. I'm going with the pinnacle winning. Yeah, I'm going with the pinnacle as well. So we're going to agree on that. Right. All right. Before we head to the main event, I do want to let everybody know if you want to support this channel, there's plenty of ways you could do it. You could like this video. We are at 75 likes right now. 
Can we get 25 more likes? Let us get to 100 before the end of this um, prediction show. Like it. Share it all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, SCPB Podcast. Um, we're going to answer a few questions um, before we head out. Use the hashtag question. Scroll down. Um, or Use the hashtag question before your question. I'll go in the order that they come in. Um, also, you could donate to the Super Chat Party to cut the line. Any dollar amount will give you a shout-out. Read your question as soon as we see it. Um, and also, we have merchandise. Get 10% off with the promo code SCPB10. Uh, you can see it in the live chat right now or in the description. And also, for our international fans that are going to be ordering Double or Nothing on Fight, we have an affiliate link uh, that's also going in the live chat and in the description as well. So, holy crap. We just went from... 75 to 92 likes just by asking. on the big board for this likes. one. So thank you guys very the much. The Iconics, anyway, our the only tag team friend. that we have in the only wrestling draft uh, here, Ralph, on Fight TV uh, yet, for this round I just of put releases. a link in the chat. This is an uh, that is an because link, so you guys get the not really known for we get their a little kickback ability, to help support this channel. Both of them have the more decent matches you support us the when more they were in NXT. Can do. Uh, but they are great characters. It feeds a baby that just AEW's came into this world about a month ago, which is why we're on great a little characters hiatus, outside so. of guys like Orange uh, Cassidy. Ralph, do you think they could the actually moment that our fans have been waiting for for a month, knowing now. that they're more not so much focused on characters? The man came from an unranked to number two at eight and all. They absolutely then are. After Hangman Page lost, became the number one ranked wrestler in AEW. And now is going for the AEW championship. He is the thumbnail of this mm-hmm. prediction show because I knew right. it would piss you off. Orange Cassidy is going for the AEW championship in a triple threat against Pac and the champion Kenny Omega. Ralph, you have the floor. I'm twiddling my thumbs and letting you rant for the next however you need on this mm-hmm. one. All right, so I think this is going to surprise a lot of people. If AEW is ever going to consider this guy as somebody that can legitimately carry the championship in the title, yeah, I agree. But I think now has what to be actually the helps. And let me explain in this why case, that is. as far as whether or not they want to sign AEW with is AEW at the point or, right now, you know, have that right connection with AEW is the fact that Peyton Royce and is married to Sean and Spears. adding new shows and potentially. So, does you know, Sean Spears new talent? have a chat yeah, I, I know with Tony Khan and about Cody Rhodes and be like, listen, they would be a great asset in this and women's that's division. And maybe if we they're have talking to about here. tag team this may upset division people. in the women's division eventually, but the Iconics Cassidy would be a great tag team to start that off with. only for a very specific set of the fan base. Can he be somebody who appeals to the masses? I don't know. But if they're ever going to take a chance on him, now has to be the time. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is this. If they are going to grow, if the opportunity is there and they have more shows. And no, they want them at WrestleMania. Things, we were there. AEW has their, let's say, you know, anywhere between 700 to 800,000 no, loyal fans are going to watch. They won a match basis, or they were correct? in a match, but I don't correct. think that's we not know where they won the title. They only won the title at WrestleMania. Let's say casuals that may choose an alternate show to watch, whether it's NBA or it's NHL or MLB. Those guys and girls will tune in if the show seems like it's going to be big enough. Mm-hmm. The future for AEW is bright. Guys are going to get released and guys are going to leave WWE. And some of those guys and girls Oscar, are going yeah. to go to AEW. It's just, honestly, we're just being realistic at this point. So 
the question is going to be if yeah, they continue to can grow, and I will mean, their fans kind of hard if they continue to grow they and fit. attract casual even in AEW or elsewhere because they're going to look at Orange Cassidy they are, and say they are really this guy's a freaking joke. I, I mean, they've been kind of labeled in WWE. That's now, now as is the time. If you're going to put the belt on this guy, even if it's for but, a couple of weeks. You have you know, to take the chance you, now you while you have the people kind of like zoned that in, in any promotion. Before you, you need go to those this comedy stage because I don't think that he's a guy that can appeal to, help to the your masses. Product I think he's very niche. Things up and I make it a little different where audience. everything's not just the and same. And if they're going to grow, you know, match, I think match, they have match, to try to look for the next superstar or somebody like an MJF or whoever that may be. So I don't think it's Orange Cassidy, but if they're going to put the title outside of AEW, now I mean, you see how it goes. Impact Wrestling with how deep their women's roster is, where your viewerships at. Ring of Honor would be a tough You're one because the crowd's there's not back. much of a win. additional shows. NWA, again. That's my take on it. If you're going to do it, you have do to be now. able to cut a promo more than anything, wow. I think, in NWA. That might be so the most they would be a great asset there. Maybe they go back to Australia and run the, the, or you run didn't the ask independence me if he's somewhere. Win the match. Just run the circuit. First of all, let me let me add this. Let's talk about the match. Match The atmosphere of this match is going to be great because of Orange Cassidy. Because he very much has... And I talk about this all the time. There's a big difference between being in front of 80,000 people at WrestleMania and having people go nuts for you. And how many people are going to be there? 5,000? How many people? Like 5,000, I think okay. it is. Maybe, yeah. 75% of that fan base, if not more, are going to be behind Orange Cassidy. Yes. Do you agree? Yes. So he is going to come across as crazy over. Yes. You can have, I don't know, you could have Nick Gage in front of 500 people at a VFW. They'll be going nuts for him. That doesn't mean that that person is going to appeal to the masses just because that specific set of the fan base, there in attendance is going nuts for said wrestler. Well, it just doesn't work obviously that way. with the WWE. It happens in NXT. You see guys get called up from NXT to the main roster. But, but that being said, uh, the atmosphere of this match true, is going to be off the charts. True, but if you're, let's I say think they, that Orange Cassidy is going to get some very serious near falls. A, I just don't see him winning. A I don't see him winning. Division. I think Kenny's going to win this match. They're, they're, they would be the forefront Kenny, of it. I, I like, do we're not creating this Cassidy tag team division winning, winning night. for you All right, so, so that you have the proper tag team title run that you should have gotten in WWE. And we could build tag teams around this division with our deep-ass roster that we have and you know take some independent guys and you can help grow them. In in a tag team uh, division, I don't with it. And I I don't because work, look, but, I've always said this about I mean, him. And you like I said, it's going to be tough. And I, yeah. I, I think this was a bad wrestling team here. No, is probably the I hardest like the to character where they end up okay, going. If you're somebody who can, can get they end behind up in it, sure, that's fine. Can they end up elsewhere? I mean, it's a cool I think, story. It's to me, something that people I think will it get comes behind, down to NWA or AEW. But like the the casual fan. People okay. who are well, I'm saying in. either NWR or AEW, but you're going AW with Impact. And they're going to flip through the channels and look at this, and they see him with the belt. I really are they do. Buy, I like, think if any, say if, hypothetically, if both of them go as a tag team, or just one of them, like you had let's say Peyton Royce champions goes from all over to the AEW, can you see Billy Kay going somewhere else? Roman Reigns or do you think they're a package deal? Come on, let's let's just be honest with let's just be honest with each other here. Who's going to realistically look at that? Who 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 do you think? People who don't watch pro wrestling, who do you think they're going to look at that and say, okay, well, that's the guy. He has a resume. That's the guy. <laughs> right. But that makes things interesting at the same time, because if you're a wrestling fan, much like Daniel Bryan, people got behind him. People are going to root for Orange Cassidy. I just don't think that he's a guy that is going to end up carrying the title and taking them to new heights and being this guy that's going to be 
some sort of massive I she, draw. I could you know be wrong. I think she has I could be a totally YouTube off. channel. I just well, don't see. Well, and I think at this point, she just goes right around. Now. And remember when Kenny Bobby Omega the Brain Heenan was trying to champion. sneak it to the Manhattan Center? I don't think has really. Been I think she could do something like that on her YouTube channel. Where I think she he's tries to go to different. I don't uh, think he's been a draw at all. TV I tapings and tries to hand her resume. I think it would work so well. I think. But if I if I were to split them up and go in different promotions, success. I say Peyton goes AEW and Billy goes to Impact as the champion. And maybe they use right. a guy like Orange Cassidy, who Tony Khan knows has that following, that cult following. Goes, hey, we got to try something. Kenny might not be working the way I thought, and Kenny might is like, look, if I lose the AEW title, I still have the Impact title, I still have the AAA title, I'll go for the IWGP Heavyweight title, and Orange Cassidy pins Pack. It could, it could damn well happen tonight. It all happens, whatever's in the mind of one Tony Khan. If he actually believes that Orange Cassidy can can take that title and be a main event star and a draw, he might pull the trigger just because he hears the fans. Now, the fans did give him a, a good ovation last night on Dynamite. During- How many people were there, though? That's the problem. That's the point I keep trying to make to people because people comment on that. Oh, I went to a show and people went nuts for him. Yes, but that's what? Five but AEW is not going to stadiums yet. There are only two years in the in the business. How many two year wrestling promotions filled out football stadiums? No, I, and I somewhere. Totally and you're saying if you want to fill a football stadium, Orange Cassidy is the guy that's going to no, do it. No, I don't think so. No, but who that's the my hell opinion. Knows? Who the hell knows? Times are are so different from when they used to be. Like a guy like Hulk Hogan, you know, to, you know, in the eighties was a huge mega draw, and that's what they wanted. They wanted the over the top. They wanted the bodybuilders. That you know, that was the thing. Now, this millennial guy, this very lazy, lackadaisical little effort, mass success with that little effort. That's what people connect to today. That it's just one of those weird things. That's what could possibly connect with the audience. And maybe Tony Khan sees that and he's like, we're trying to target the younger demographics. This is the younger demographic right here. Orange Cassidy is the personification of the younger demographic, not Kenny Omega. Maybe. I, again, I could be wrong on it. I just don't, because I think I, when you talk about a guy like John Cena, right, being yep. divisive, that's that's dividing the fan base. You're going right. to get people that like him. You're going to get people that hate him. They'll boo their chair, but they'll still show up. Yeah. They'll still buy a ticket. Right. With Orange Cassidy, how many of the, like, the fans who, who are of the older demographic? I'm 34. Okay. How many 34-year-olds? How many 40-year-olds? How many 50-year-olds are going to turn on the TV and say, when you're used to seeing, when you grew up with the Attitude Era, and this mm-hmm. is what people have to understand. Yes. Can they hypothetically attract a younger demographic? Yeah, they could. But they all also may look at that and just say, uh, I'm just not into wrestling. I'm sorry. I'm going to occupy my time elsewhere. That's very realistic. And that's not even a knock on Orange Cassidy. It's just people may not be into wrestling, that demographic. But if you are a pro wrestling fan and you grew up with Steve Austin and you grew up with Hulk Hogan and you grew up with Ric Flair and then you mm-hmm. turn on wrestling and you see that and you see Orange Cassidy. Will they buy into it? I think a large majority of that fan base will not. And I think that's why he is as divisive as he, he, he is. And, I, and that's why I don't think he's going to be the star that some people feel he is going to be. 
Right, but also the people that grew up watching Hogan or, or Ric Flair are in the demographics that maybe AEW is not targeting. They're targeting a younger demographic. They're trying to reach the 18 to 49. They're trying to reach the 18 to 34. And yes, we're part of the 18 to 34 demographic. We grew up watching Shawn Michaels. We grew up watching Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan. And I get your point, but you know, as you get towards that like 18-year-old age bracket, they weren't even alive for the Attitude Era. Think about that. If you're 18 years old, you were not born during the Attitude Era. So right. you, don't, you don't see Flair. You don't see Hogan. You don't see Austin. You don't see The Rock. You missed all that. Orange so, Cassidy is someone they could relate to. I just, I don't, I don't think that a young, I don't see the mass. I, I don't feel like the younger demographic has a reason to watch pro wrestling right now. I don't feel like they're, yeah, they technically, okay, they could connect with this guy, Orange Cassidy. I don't see it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think that, I just don't, I don't think that that's, that's something that, you know, with everything that there, there is right now with social media, with other ways to consume content, I don't see pro wrestling as being a priority for somebody is, who is of that younger demographic. Can Orange Cassidy change that? Maybe. But I think that comes with a price because I think that, like you said, they could attract the younger demographic and that's great. But how much of the other demographic and how much of the other wrestling fans is that going to push away? That's the other side of it. Well, I mean, the guy is the number one or one of the number. I think he's number one merch sellers in AEW. So there's some metrics you could go to that says that there's a following with this guy. I I agree with you. I don't think Orange Cassidy is going to be the world champion tomorrow, but who knows? I think it all depends on if Tony Khan feels like this guy could reach that younger demographic and connect more than than Kenny Omega does. I don't know. We'll see. But um, at the end of the day, I, I have Kenny Omega retaining now. You do. Yeah, I do too. I yeah. don't think, I don't see Pac being like a realistic threat in that match. I think Kenny, Kenny wins and Kenny continues to move on with this title reign. Right. All right. So that is uh, our predictions. We're going to do a few questions here. Again, I'll go in the order that um, they came in. If you use the hashtag question, that's the easiest way I could see them. Uh, If you want to cut the line, donate to the Super Chat Party. Any dollar amount will do. We also have merchandise on sale. I'll put the link in the uh, live chat right now in case you missed it. You could also get the 10% off with the promo code SCPB10. And again, the link for double or nothing for our international friends on fight TV. I put that in the live chat as well. So let's see. I'll, we'll do like maybe 10 minutes of questions. If they're here again, use the hashtag question. Um, here's the first question. How is Cody Rhodes? Triple H like, how is Cody Rhodes like triple H? He puts people over and he doesn't win matches. He never wins the AEW championship. He doesn't have a faction. He just, is trying to be like his father. Now, the Triple uh, H narrative that he doesn't put people over is a talking point. It is a He's, talking point. He it's, has, what, more losses than anybody at WrestleMania? That is true, yes. Tri- Triple H has lost the most matches at WrestleMania. And, yes, one of them was the Ultimate Warrior, but still, uh, he's put over plenty of guys at WrestleMania. And a lot of them were the younger guys later on uh, in his career. He put over Seth Rollins. Um, Batista. Yep, Batista, he's put over. Jeff Hardy, Daniel Bryan. 
Yeah, he's he's put over plenty of guys. So um, that whole narrative of him, like, I get it. There was that narrative where he had, like, the golden shovel or whatever, but that, I think, is long Speaking gone now. Speaking of golden shovel, he put Cena over. He did. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there's a lot, though. Um, again, you make sure you use the hashtag question because I'm having a hard time finding questions here. Uh, a lot of people rooting for Orange Cassidy tomorrow. Um, what? Okay, so you brought up masses, Ralph. What masses? The masses watch WWE. That shows for the casuals. Correct. That is right. Yes. Um, masses meaning. Okay. Wrestling at one time, and you and I argue about this all the time. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I get, I get so aggravated by the continued. Okay, well, AEW's ratings were this, and their viewership with it, and not just AEW's, but WWE's too. The wrestling ratings were this, the viewership was this, and that's because the NBA was on, and that's because this was on. Okay, but at the end of the day, that's just an excuse. Why are people choosing to watch NBA? Why are people choosing to watch NHL? Why are people choosing to guys grocery game? Because it's more compelling to them. The UFC is more sports entertainment and more pro wrestling than pro wrestling is today. It's more compelling. The characters are more compelling. Why is it that people are choosing those shows over pro wrestling? You can get the masses. You need to have a compelling character to do that. That can be Orange Cassidy. That could be Drew. I I don't know who it's going to be. Nobody saw it being Steve Austin. Eventually, that person will come along. And at some point, I got to imagine... It will challenge the likes of the NBA for viewership and ratings or the NFL because during its peak, it was able to do that. It's not able to do that now, and people are choosing other content and not just sports, but like, you know, people sit on their couch, they watch TikTok, they go on Instagram, whatever. They're not watching pro wrestling. The masses are there. They're just choosing other content. That's that at the end of the day. That's that's the bottom line. People are choosing other shows and other content over pro wrestling. Okay, let me ask you this. Was there not a week very recently where three wrestling shows were number one in the 18 to 49 demographic? The key advertising demo. Three wrestling sure shows were I'm number sure, one. I'm sure there was. Yes, the first week of May, Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown were number one in the 18 to 49 demographic. And I believe SmackDown and Raw were also number one in the 18 to 34 demographic that week as well. And Raw continues, as bad as that show is, continues to be number one in the 18 to 49 demographic on cable. SmackDown continues to be one or two. Dynamite is in the top five, sometimes top ten. Show Buzz Daily shit the bed during this month, so I don't know what their rankings have been. Um, so I we also I, don't have live crowds yet to, to, to right. really kind of determine... Right. You know, things like that. And, and the shows that they're losing to live election coverage, coverage of the Capitol storming, the NBA playoffs. Like these are things that wrestling will always lose out to. You know? Okay. You know, and, and people try to look at total viewership. And I say this all the time. They look at total viewership and go, wrestling's not popular. Stop looking at total viewership. That's not the metric to look at. It's not. They don't look at that metric. They look at key demographics. Target, they target demographics, 18 to 49, 18 to 34. They're doing well in those. I mean, 
I don't know what so, else. So, so, so to answer this question more directly, um, wrestling right now does not have that crazy overstar that it can appeal to somebody who right now wrestling appeals to the hardcore fans. Uh, I could agree with that. Right. Um, during the attitude era, you had Steve Austin, who, even if you weren't a big wrestling fan, you maybe never watched wrestling before you knew who Steve Austin was and you tune in to see Steve Austin. The same could be said for Hogan. The same could be said to a certain extent with Cena for a little bit there. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't have that right now, right? It's very much a show, whether it's, whether it's raw or SmackDown or whether it's dynamite, whatever it's geared towards a hardcore fan who's still paying attention to pro wrestling. They're waiting for that one person to come back where if I walk in the supermarket with a picture of Steve Austin and a picture of Kenny Omega, and I say, who's this and who's this majority overwhelming majority, even though he hasn't wrestled in a very long time, are going to know who Steve Austin is. They won't know who Kenny Omega is. And they're waiting for that. They're waiting for that person to get to that level where it's, you know, you're crazy over to the point where even if you don't pay attention to pro wrestling, you know who they are. You know who that person is. Orange Cassidy. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Next question. Because we weren't on that first week of May, someone asked, what are your thoughts on blood and guts? The bump everyone was talking about. Uh, I thought it, I thought the match, uh, we're talking about the main event. I thought the yes. match was good. I thought the last 10 minutes dragged. Um, I felt like the bump off the top was fine, except for the fact that it looked too staged and had they used a better camera angle, yep. it would have been fine. Right. I'm not advocating for Chris Jericho to get pushed to the pavement because a lot of people are like, Oh, the people want him to get, no, no. Right. Better camera angle would have made it much better. Exactly. The camera angle was 100% the reason why that was effed up. I thought it was a really good match up until that point. And like, even my wife who was watching it with me, she goes, he fell into a, a, a mattress that yeah. looked so fake. Like a camera angle would have totally changed that. Like if you watch WWE, when they do those big falls, they do the same thing. The difference is they use the right camera angle to hide it. So it doesn't look as bad. Yes. Um, but let's see. Uh, I see a couple questions here. They came a little farther down. Wonder whose quarter hours are overall best. I know Darby Allen has done very well in the quarter hours, but mm-hmm. um, that's actually. I think I saw a question about. Someone had a question about Darby. Like, do you see Moose winning uh, the Battle Royal and facing Omega all out? Well, he's facing him for the Impact title, but I don't see him coming and winning the for the yeah. AEW title. Um. It looks like Willie Urbina was released by AEW after making fun of Hikaru Shida, according to PW Insider. Thank you uh, to that input there. Uh, Will Omega retain so a feud with Hangman can happen? I say so. I agree. Someone's saying the Joker's either going to be Moose or Marty Skrull. I don't know about that. Oh, here it is. Here's the question. Darby Allen has... Been a proven draw for his matches and segments. Do you guys see AEW going with Darby Allen versus Omega for the AEW title? Yeah. I mean, eventually, if it's not Hangman, I think Darby would be a good, especially now that crowds are back. Yeah. I think Darby's a good choice. Yep. Um, That is all the questions. Uh, let's see. How can Rampage help the company grow? I see Rampage as like Sunday Night Heat when that first came out. 
It's a supplemental. It can help progress storylines. You could get some guys that aren't exactly top of the card, but get them on TV because Dark and Elevation is not it. They can't have these hour-long squash matches on on uh, YouTube. Rampage is going to help with that. And you can still sprinkle in some main event guys in Rampage like he was in the past, but I think that would be great. Yeah, I agree. Uh, do you think that Raw and SmackDown need to bring back the ruthless aggression era in 2021 and make Raw two hours? Raw two hours, yes. In fact, uh, we did a poll right before the hiatus on topic ideas, and one of the topics I had was the ruthless aggression era was better than the attitude era. I think today the ruthless aggression era would do very well in either AEW or WWE. They book like the ruthless aggression era. Your thoughts, Ralph? They just need to produce compelling content, stuff that makes sense, stuff that's good. Right. Raw is terrible. terrible. Raw is terrible. Raw is terrible. What'd you and think the of zombie the-, th- the zombie thing? Don't even get me started. Yep. See, guys, Ralph doesn't just hate AEW. He hates WWE, too. I don't hate <laughs> AEW. I hate certain aspects of all shows. That is true. But for some reason, they all think you hate AEW. But uh, I think that's all our questions here. Thank you guys for joining us for our return to the SCPB podcast. We reached 124 likes while we were here, so we, we went way past 100 uh, before. Mario Morales saying that we need people power. I totally agree. John Laurinaitis needs to come back. Thank you uh, to our, our Super Chat donators today. Mario Morales, Zero the Hero, Prime Killer, for your donations. Again, um, check the links in the description for... Um, Links to our merch, SCPB10 uh, for merchandise, 10% off at checkout. And also, we have the link for our international friends. If you need to buy Double or Nothing on Fight TV, the link is in our description. like to thank everybody again. We will see you. Uh, I believe we're going to try to record the review on Monday. Get that out there Monday for Memorial Day. Cook some burgers, some hot dogs, drink some beer while listening to your favorite podcasts that have come back after the month and a half hiatus. Ralph, any final thoughts before we head out? Very evil. (laughs) Nice. For Ralph Housen, my name is Michael Valenti saying so long from the Squared Circle Psycho Babble. Enjoy Double or Nothing, everybody. Very nice. 5,056 playbacks. 261 peak uh, viewers. Total watch time, 237 hours. 18 new subscribers and $25 super chat. Any plans for the day? <laughs> <laughs>